20. You never heard this? 20% or God, 20 I degrees. Like I have heard this. 80%. Like you go eighty percent in, like, and then twenty uh, percent the, is the close. Followed, uh, yeah, 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 okay, yeah, yeah. That yeah, makes yeah. sense. You've never. Heard, ah, I've never ah, seen ah, Hitch. My my parents own it on DVD. My parents <laughs> love it. Making me sound so old. I know, man. Was that in Torrent? <laughs> LimeWire. LimeWire. Lime yeah. I think I saw that in Rhapsody. 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 Rhapsody, dude. Rhapsody. Do people still use those sites? Fuck no. I mean, Torrent probably. Well, I used to torrent shit all the time, and then as soon as I realized I had my own. Like credit card, yeah. I could just like rent shit online and not give my computer aids. Well, now you can just stream, so there's no point. Like, yeah, no. You couldn't, the whole point of those was you either had to have go to the movies and bootleg or like hope to get a DVD. Yeah. yeah Although no. I I stream everything and have every streaming platform. I finally downloaded an app the other day. <sighs> that was like because I was looking for one that was like I don't even know what subscriptions I have you know what I mean dude so same. I checked them all and I was like holy fuck so I got rid of like all of them except for like the major ones so I saw like Netflix and all that but I had random shit on my iPhone that I had no idea right and I, I went from like five four hundred fifty dollars a month in streaming services and Seriously? subscriptions. How do you not just streaming, but like okay. subscription? Also, I have YouTube TV, so that's a huge oh, chunk, yeah. mm-hmm. which I never am getting rid of because I love sports. Yep. I love sports ball, and I have to sports catch ball. every game. You YouTube know what I mean? TV burned me bad. Well, also, there was really only two channels on there that I watched: Red Zone. No, oh. I'm a I I'm a big tennis nerd, package. so the, the tennis channel. Okay, and Fox Sports Detroit. Okay, they yeah. they dropped both of them, so I was like, what the. You mean Bali Sports? Yeah, Bali Sports. Was that a bio? Ba- is it ba- Bali? Bali? Bali. I, I think Bali sounds better. Bali sounds like a nerd trying to talk about the sport. Bali sounds <laughs> like ballet. Hmm. It does. Speaking of Detroit Tigers, Sarah, yesterday, my girlfriend had her final interview with the Detroit Tigers for running the social media. Dude, no way. Shit. Yeah, dude. Seriously. <clears throat> so she finds out later this week if she gets a job. If she does, she'll relocate after her lease is up, like right at the beginning of the season. And she has to go to every home game and travels with them as long as it's not like to the, to the Pacific Northwest or like California. Damn. Incredible. That's crazy, dude. Yeah, dude. She earned, She deserves it for sure. A is she a big right Tigers there. fan? or No, she's a Cubs fan. She's from Chicago. No shit. But she said that She said that in the interview. She was like, I'll tell you straight up, like I'm a Cubs fan, but like I love your organization. My boyfriend like had season tickets as a, like, as a kid and growing up. So like I have been there to the stadium, like whatever. That's awesome. But That's crazy. Well, yeah. anyways, recording? welcome. I was going to try to go smoothly into oh, that, dude. Oh, sorry. I've, I've been trying to do this thing lately where we just keep going, and mm-hmm. then I'll just cut in and go welcome to the podcast. So just from now on, we'll always just assume it's recording. Okay. But anyways, welcome back to the podcast, guys. This is Sipping with Simps. I'm Josiah. This is Andrew. And we've got a uh, one of our uh, favorites back returning on the guests. show, returning yeah. guest. Uh, we did one with him before, and um, just a little bit of a peek behind the curtain. Josiah forgot to clear the sd card so that's why there was only one part there and it cut off abruptly um but we're not gonna do that again this time because we're older and not wiser but we're gonna fucking make this work it's official part two yeah official part two we got dave from uh (laughs) eastern kill back here and um Mm -hmm. what's up what's up there's some nice gray walls in this place nice gray walls just want to say that out loud um welcome back dave Thanks for having me, guys. Yes. Um, so today we're going to do a little different. We're eventually going to get to the whiskey. We'll bullshit at some point. At some point. But we do have uh, basically an old Forester lineup from their, what would, what would you call this line? Because they still have the 86 and the 100 rye, but this is like their 
they're like the, special. It's kind of like tree lineup, you guys yeah. you'd call it, whatever. Because like you got like the like how like I don't know. It's, yeah, it's there's. We have eighteen seventy. Yeah. We have eighteen seventy, eighteen ninety seven, nineteen ten, and nineteen twenty all in front of us. All a bunch of different proofs. All bourbons, um, no rise, if I'm correct. Um, but we'll get into them eventually. Yeah. I say we pour one out now, sip it, talk about it, because we just have four to get through. You know what pour I mean? Pour one out for the homies. Yeah, pour one out for the homies. And Dave is very good at talking, Jesus Christ. So we're going to need to start now. Um, anything you want to say to that, Dave? Is that just a nice way of saying I'm long-winded? Yes, I think. Sorry. Sorry, everyone. It's better than long-titted, baby. All right. <laughs> what do you mean by Facts. that? <laughs> <laughs> I feel th- I feel personally targeted by that. I got the longest titties on this podcast. What are you talking about? <laughs> Whip them out. Okay. You ever seen pancake batter poured out before you put it into like the into the griddle? Yeah, dude. That's what it looks like when I take off my pants. Just keeps on oh. going. Oh, dude. Okay. Yeah, because I'm, I'm thinking I made, about like, I'm a holiday like, and breakfast. I'm like, because like I right before I came, like I made some steaks and I made some Brazilian cheese bread rolls. Mm-hmm. So that's like basically batter, and I'm like. I whipped that up and I was watching it pour and now I'm thinking about that. I'm thinking about you taking your pants off. Yeah. Yeah. Also, um, Dave, and I guess our listeners now are going to find out about this. Yeah. I have turned Josiah onto the commando live. Yes. When did this start happening? Um, it started happening when I forgot to do laundry. <laughs> of course. <laughs> and I was like, Andrew does it. It can't be that bad. Wait, wait, wait. Let's back up. How long have you been embracing the commando Three lifestyle? Three years. Every day? Almost. Unless I am wearing like true denim jeans. Yeah. Or uh, I have some summer shorts that are smaller or shorter shorts. Then I'll put like a, like on like some like boxer briefs or whatever. Mm. But other than that, pretty much always commando. Yeah. I was accidentally commando uh, a couple weeks ago okay. <laughs> with denim jeans just because I was actually coming from the gym and I okay. forgot to pack some undies. It's not the worst. This is not the best. It's not the worst. I've always been afraid of it. And it was surprisingly comfortable. Yeah. So I'm not like rushing to run it back, but you know, no, I'm not scared of it anymore. <laughs> I got, I got something though. Cause we're going to talk about, we're talking about commando, right? Yeah. Something that I don't like is, um, so you've gone commando cause you're commando mm-hmm. and then you engage in intercourse, oh. right? And it's all sweaty down there, whatever. And then you go back into commando. Can't, it's so uncomfortable. It's so gross. So you it's seem so like a type gross. of guy that to... is definitely like, all right, well, that was fun and leaves and right you away. throw the pants off. Yeah. <laughs> I'm the type of guy that kind of spreads my legs out and just you says, let so, it air out first. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You go in there, you use her fancy ass like makeup wipes to clean up down yeah. there. And then, uh, no, and then um, speaking of makeup wipes, I just want to take a moment to acknowledge something. Okay. And this is for all you guys that are listening out there. I learned, because we were running some analytics on the podcast. Yes, Dave, you'll love this. Yeah. Um, we ran some analytics on the podcast because, you know, we're kind of trying to see how much it's grown. And it's grown, and I'm actually kind of impressed that it's picked up as much as it has mm-hmm. with the minimal effort, you know, I've been able to, you know, put into promoting it. We are 75% female uh, with out our audience. Out of 140 listeners, Hello, which over the last ladies. month, yeah, 75, yeah. Hello, ladies. Hey, ladies. Hey, ladies. It's because of Lane, bro. I'm Dude, telling you. Dude, 100%. I believe that <laughs> he definitely boosts the ratings I can't there. believe my mom has reached out to that many of her friends. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, it also shows the age range, too, though, and most of them are 75% women from the ages of 18 to 28. Wow. So that that's our target demographic. So we're going to have to start catering to the female gaze. 
Um, I feel like we don't need to. I don't think so. I feel yeah. like we already have. It already seems to be working. <laughs> hey, Dave, you want to hand me your glass? Sure. So I'm going to slowly intro just this first bottle, and we can go from there. We don't have to taste right away. Yeah. But we're going to do... Oh, quiet on set. Oh, yeah. What the fuck? Shut up. Quiet on set. Mm, I'm okay with that. Yeah, it was good. So this is 1870 original batch. And these are my bottles, but I truly do not know that much about them. Um, other than 1920, but that's Prohibition style. That's the most popular out of all of them, oh, yeah. probably. Um, so, Josiah, do you know anything about these? I don't know shit about these. Okay, then we're going to learn Forster together. Old is the one I know the least about. Yeah, and it is some people that love Old Forester, or almost everyone that loves Old Forester has a like super, super... Um, committed relationship to it. Like, mm. they either love it or hate it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So we'll find out together. There's no middle ground. For sure. I poured myself, like, a, a bar pour. Okay. Not a tasting pour. What's a bar pour? Two fingers, baby. Mm. <laughs> oh, you know. So we're going to taste that. We'll sip on it. This is kind of the, of the uh, specialty line that they released from the 1870, 1897, 1910, and 1920. This is kind of the basic one, I guess you would say. Just, like, traditional, I would call it new age bourbon. 90 proof, uh, going for flavor. Um, it says original batch. And Josiah, he's going to read the bottle because that's kind of his stick lately. Yeah. yeah, to read the bottle. But that's where we're at with this one. So it says the first bottled bourbon. I want to. I want to fact bottled check that. Is it? Yeah. So that's like their their tagline, right? Um, yeah. Yeah. So that's what they're that's what they're known for. That's how they market their for juice. what for being the first. After bottle and bottle, bond. And bottle. Yep. well, that's we have their bottle and bond eighteen ninety seven hundred proof. So we'll taste that next when we go by proof. I feel like, but excellent. Okay. Well, this is a Old Forester eighteen seventy original batch. It's ninety proof. Okay. And the label says in eighteen seventy, George Garvin Brown crafted batches of whiskey at three two two West Main Street on Louisville's Whiskey Row by blending three distilleries warehouses to achieve quality and consistency. Okay. Um. That's really it. There's a little quote on the back. It's distilled by us only, and we are responsible for its richness and fine quality. Its elegant flavor is solely due to original fineness developed with care. There's nothing better in the market. It says that. That's the last line. Nothing better in the market. Okay. Um, well, first of all, Old Forester. I disagree. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I love the confidence. Love the confidence, but I disagree. It's like that one meme where it's like Obama giving himself a medal. It's like... That's like basically the equivalent of them putting that on their own bottle. I love Ellen DeGeneres getting a model from Obama meme. You know yeah. what I mean? Just bowling her eyes out. <laughs> and I love it because it's like, if it ever applies to my life, it's like when you're supposed to take out the trash and do a million other things, but you just took out the trash and you feel like you did something for that and day. Obama putting the model on. <laughs> yeah. It's like, well, I did something. I'll take a break. Yeah. Well, anyways, what we got here, let's go ahead and uh, sample this. Oh my God. It smells amazing. It also could just be because I haven't I haven't been drinking because I've been on this whole like not drinking kick. So AKA nine to five. <laughs> yeah, exactly right. <laughs> and then um, so like smelling it, I actually smell it smells a lot. No, it's got a very um, rambunctious. That's not a word, but I'm making it up. Ram- Ro- rambunctious no, is a word. Robunctious. Robunctious. Ooh. Yes, I can't explain it, but it makes sense. Uh, smell to it. Um, for just being a ninety per day. It's rambunctious and robust. Rob- robunctious. We just made a word. Yeah, there you go. I was just going to say a quick word on Old Forester. Okay. In the bourbon enthusiast circles, one of the more popular bottles that people hunt for is the birthday bourbon, mm-hmm. which is a really cool signature bottle. It's That's kind so of shaped. Good. It's kind of similar to like the Willet. The Willet Hall the pots, The pot-shaped bottle. Mm-hmm. Oh, but, okay. Uh, so it looks nothing like what we have in front correct. of us. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it's an annual release form. It's an allocated item. And yeah. that, uh, if you are a bourbon hunter, 
uh, maybe the one that you are familiar with from them. Yeah, At least we, what we're tasting today, I believe these are more like their everyday items. Yeah. Right? So yeah. every day, I do know 1920 has gone up in price from its original release. And I know 1910, even though 1920 is probably the most sought after of the four bottles we have in front of us, the 1910 is the hardest to find out of the four. Don't know why. Hmm. I just know it is. I, I, I know it is from one, the eye test of just never seeing it anywhere. And two, everyone I always hear when I tell them that I have these four bottles that cares about whiskey always is interested in the 1910. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. I've been wanting to try that one because the last one I had from them was the 1920, yeah. which came highly recommended, um, mm-hmm. especially considering that you can find it pretty regularly especially if you're yeah. used to hunting for like allocated shit yeah mm-hmm. and if you know your spot it's it's yeah. a little higher proof and it's a it's a great pour so i'm excited to try the rest oh yeah is that all well let's start there what have you had from this collection before we talk about 1870 just the 1920 okay beautiful so we're at 1870 right now i have no clue what the age statement is i don't even think it says i'm assuming it's original batch and go buying off the actually going off the bottle and bond color looks eerily similar uh, it bottle of bond is going to be green label. Um, hundred proof, baby. hundred proof, baby. Um, so I'm going to say mid age four to somewhere in between three to six years. Um, probably the I like the taste by the color. Yeah. I yeah, like the first thing that jumps off to me is the you proof is just so low. It's so I was, low. I was just looking at the bottle and it's 90 proof, which is the standard drinking proof for, for most everyday bourbons. But yep. for, for us, I think I speak for the table here. I haven't even tasted it yet. Hold on. Oh, sorry. <laughs> So I'm I to your what I think you were about to say is I'm I was literally walking in here and if you guys asked me the question of what kind of drinker are you when it comes to bourbon and proof and rye and proof, I know I'm a high rye guy. I love 120 and above, right? Mm -hmm. I love it. Bourbon, I have no fucking clue who I am. No clue. I think I'm a 90 proof guy, but then there's sometimes I drink a 110 and I hate it, and there's other times I drink like a 110 and it's the best thing I've ever tasted. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. I don't know what it is. I feel like once you drop below that 100 proof threshold, mm-hmm. like that's where I, I, it tastes a little more diluted to me. It, yeah. not, it's not necessarily a bad thing. It just, no more flavors I'm used come to out. a much, you know, higher proof and a louder profile overall. Yeah. Also, do you feel like part of that works in because you were well, for a distillery 100%, and you're I'm pulling to, from barrels exactly, all the time? Totally. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's influenced my palate for better or for worse, yeah. but that's just what I'm used to. Also, we got the three bottle or six, whatever we got from the bottle and bond release. Yes. We got finally got ours. It's on the shelf. Michigan's first bottle and bond. Michigan's some, first some bottle would, and some bond. Some would say, not me. Some would say, some would say. who paid for this for? <laughs> <laughs> Fuck yeah. Um, okay, so I'm a fan of this. I like 90 it. proof. Uh, we don't have a Jamie. I know. I really miss having a Jamie. I know. I don't, have you been listening recently? Yeah, I have. Yeah, I've been spending a lot of time on the road. So. Okay, good. So we've been having like a audience member, which is usually just a friend of one of us, come on and just kind of sit there, and we call him Jamie, like Joe Rogan. You know what I mean? The fact checker. And the fact yeah. checker, and we'll have him Google shit, and sometimes they're so into it, and other guests are like, "Bro, stop fucking calling me Jamie." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Levi did not like that. He, he did not. <laughs> he what respond you, to it. Eighteen seventy. Eighteen seventy. MSRP. Okay. Yeah, no, that's tasty though. Honestly, like. The nose for me, um, it's like it's very heavy on like the walnut, you know, like toasted nut kind of mm-hmm. kind of like aroma that you get there. And then, you know, being a 90 proof, it goes down so smooth. Like there's yeah. zero burn. This whatsoever. is a great starter bottle. And so um, it's forty one dollars MSRP. Nice. Forty ninety nine. Oh, that's so not too bad. It's a steal. Yeah, it's a steal for the price that you're getting. Um, so it's a great starter bottle. Like we have friends that ask us all the time, like. 
What bottle should we start off with? Like they're used to Evan Williams 100, which is always a great bottle. It's always a good start. Yeah, but it's like a, one of the best places to start. If yeah, you, if you're seriously. New to bourbon. Seriously, Evan Williams and Wild Turkey 101 Rye are two of my favorite starting points. Preach. Yeah, 100% for 25 bucks, you know? My first bottle of bourbon that I ever bought um, this was, is a great question. was Eagle Rare. That's was a, crazy. And it was back in the day where you could go into Meyer and there'd be like 30 bottles on the shelf. Like, yeah. no, like they'd just be there. So I... I was interested in bourbon, but I, I didn't, I didn't really know too much about it. So, you know, I hopped on like Reddit and whatever. And I was like, what's people's like favorite for like a starter bottle. And everyone's like Eagle rare. And you know, me not knowing shit about bourbon. I was like, that sounds good. So I'm reading all these tasting notes and I'm like, I'm used to drinking like scotch or like shitty whiskey or whatever. And I'm like, wow. So this tastes like vanilla and caramel and this, that, and the other. And I'm like, dude, this is going to be so amazing. And I go and I drink and I'm like, what the fuck? I don't taste any of this. <laughs> yeah. Like right. all, all these guys are full of shit. Like I was so disappointed in it's that like first sip. Watching or reading tasting notes on bookers and then right. actually and tasting you taste it. it. <laughs> and then like, and then later on I realized, okay, this is actually a pretty solid ball. Yeah. But it's so funny. Like when you aren't into bourbon and I'll get, I'll sometimes I'll give people shit for it. Like me and my friends that aren't into whiskey. Yeah. And then I'll remember my own first experience where like I tried it. And I'm like, I do not taste anything that you guys are talking about. Yeah. Like, and honestly, I feel like that's one of the trickiest parts of this industry. And I, and I, you know, having this as a hobby is it's taste is so subjective. It's oh, completely yeah. subjective and you shouldn't let somebody tell you what you like or exactly. what you don't like. If anything ever takes anything away from this podcast, it's okay. Slutty palates are okay. Slutty palates. That's, that's hundred yeah, percent. probably say slutty palate every other episode. Something I realized. So is, actually I have a question based off of this yeah, yeah. real quick. Actually, it just popped in my head for business wise at EK. When you guys are, I mean, do you guys come together and say, hey, when we sell this or label it or advertise it, this is what our official tasting notes are. And then you can say to your bartenders, like probably like you can have your own tasting notes when you're sell to in person. But like when you're marketing a product, do you guys like have a tasting note meeting? So the tasting notes are usually um, written and developed by our head distiller, okay, um, Steve. Okay. And so... Every time we release a new batch of whiskey, whether it's bourbon or rye, we update our whiskey blog on our website, okay. which includes the official tasting notes. Okay. Um, since we make everything from grain to glass here, um, the tasting notes are fairly consistent between releases, but we, we do update it. Okay. So in case anyone ever wanted to nerd out, you could go on our website and look those up. Okay, so it just comes from the head, which is most breweries and uh, distilleries in general. So that's For sure. Cool. I just want to make sure. So what do you think the tasting notes on this are, Dave? Have you said? I haven't. Um, I haven't really gotten to tasting notes yet. One, The first thing that jumped off to me was I thought the nose was super pleasant, but the body is super thin. That was mm-hmm. my two cents. It was a little astringent for me. Um, I'm guessing this is some of their younger juice. Yeah. You know, that they bottle at a lower proof and sell at a lower price. That's my, I, you can fact check me on that. I'm going to find out because I'm, I'm actually interested because the color on it, and I'm, I've been deceived before about what color actually portrays when it comes to age, right? But the color on it looks a three to six. You know what I mean? For sure. And we've mar- we've uh, documented multiple times that I am the simp on the podcast and not the sipper. <laughs> so, <laughs> also, can we just talk about this again? How fucking dumb this is to have on yes. websites. <laughs> like, watch this. Yes, I'm over 21. Oh, fact check. No, I hate that so much. 
there's more age verification efforts for booze than there is for porn or any other crazy shit that you find we, on the yeah, internet. Yeah. Did talk about that. We talked about that. Was that literally the last podcast? Yeah. <laughs> we should make a crusade. We should. <laughs> Four and a half years, they say, for this average. So you got to enter your date of birth. Enter yeah. I wonder if this is just 1920 watered down because it's got it such be. a good taste to it. Um, it's so tasty, though. Yeah, it's it's great. We should it's just honestly so skip to, to 1920. We could. To... Do you, what do you think? I Should no, we go up and prove? Fuck it. I don't give a shit. Let's get to 1920 because I'm almost convinced this is 1920 watered down. Are you scoring? Yeah. Oh, fuck yeah. Um, for 41 bucks, Dave, I'll let you go first. Sorry. Sometimes Remind I can talk Remind me of the much. scale. Uh, quarks? Seven quarks? Eight. Eight quarks. Shit. Blanton's. B-L-A-N-T-O-N-S. Oh, yeah. <laughs> hey, we figured that out last time. We yeah, yeah. That was, <laughs> that was with you. That was, that was with time. you. Yeah. Shout out to Blanton's. Um, oh, fuck them. <laughs> Shout out to Bland's MSRP. So out of out of <laughs> eight, go. I'm gonna go four and a half. Okay, okay. I think it's it's perfectly fine as a place to start. Yeah. Um, it's just a little too thin and yeah. and one note for me. Yeah, mm-hmm. I would agree. I'm gonna go <coughs> first ever odd number or first ever three ending. Excuse me. I'm gonna go four point two three. Um, just a gut feeling, but I think it's a great starter bottle. So if you are starting out on whiskey, this is a great bottle to have. And if you kind of like, if you're starting out on whiskey, like a lot of people have with the idea of like, I want to build a shelf that's impressive, not just because you want to collect and you actually like whiskey, but you think you might like it. Don't do that. But a lot of people, Dave, fall into that trap. Mm -hmm. A lot of people. So if you're trying to impress someone and you don't want to spend a lot of money, this is a great bottle for that. 40 bucks, Old Forester, carries Old Forester name, not the greatest of their products, but it's a fucking banger nonetheless for... What it is at ninety proof and forty bucks, so four point two three for me. I can't. Nobody's gonna it. be mad about. This. No, no, exactly. Um, I'm gonna go out and just be controversial, just with compared to what you guys have said. Do it, <laughs> do it. <laughs> um, so yeah, yes to all of the above. I personally really, really like this one. Okay. Um, I, mostly because the nose. I think the nose is what really, really does it to me. Mm-hmm. I agree. It's very one noted, mm-hmm. and that's why I'm interested to try the 1920 because I assume it's going to have a lot more flavor, you know, more proof, et cetera, et cetera. I mean, I give this probably about five and a half. Okay. Um, yeah. I think that if it had a little bit more flavor, honestly, I'd rank it super, super high. Okay. Like it's so close to being like really, really good, and that's my opinion. Okay. Yep. But I want it. Let's say it's the 1920. I'm convinced it. that it's that, and that's prove us wrong, but you got that? I want to pop it. And I'll, you pop it. Okay. Did we find any info on these? Yeah, so I can read the well, real quick before you pop. Uh, classification straight bourbon. This is 1870. Classification <coughs> straight bourbon uh, distillery, Brown Foreman, which is not actually, that's crazy. I didn't know they bought them. Um, released February 2015, proof 90, average age 4 to 4.5 years. They even have the mash bill on here. Seven, 72% corn, 18% rye, 10% malted barley. Barley, excuse me. Malted barley. Color, <laughs> copper, malted MSRP. Malted barley sports. Malted <laughs> Malted balls. For real, malted balls. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, they have the fr- they have the nose and palate on here. I'm not going to read that, but um, yeah. It's bourbon, and then I think it's crazy that they released the mash bill, but Yeah, that's dope. That's actually pretty similar to ours. Not yeah. too far off. We do a 70-15-15 split. Okay, yeah, I do remember that. All right, you ready? Yeah. Pop it. Nineteen twenty. Ooh, that was nice. I like that one. Right, I'm gonna pour it first. I'm gonna read it okay. just because. Oh, A little good, pour huh? for me. I went over the top on the eighteen seventy. Okay, Thanks, baby bitch. pours. You got it. 
1920, Prohibition style. During Prohibition, Old Forester was bottled as medicinal whiskey at 117 West Main Street under Kentucky Permit Number 3. The typical barrel proof at that time prior to bottling was 115. And that's what this one is. Very cool. Yeah, that's what it yeah says. I believe that's one of their other claim to fl- fames. Claim, claim to flames. Claim to flames. Claim to fames I'm is right, uh, you, babe. <laughs> right? Um, on top of being like the first bottled in bond, I believe they were the first to have like the the approval as as medicine. As medicinal, yeah, like okay. medicinal whiskey, like he was saying. Yeah, yeah. Dude, I, I know their history is rich, like yeah. very rich. All their bottles on the back saying "There's nothing better on the market." That's like the, I love that compliment. That's Whatever. great. I love it, dude. Which, you know, quick plug is just a, a fellow whiskey nerd. One of the cool things about this uh, about this um, enterprise is that bourbon history is American history, yeah. right? It's, it's a very unique um, part of our culture, and it's just ingrained in, in what America is. Okay. So, I mean, you, you, trace American, you trace bourbon history, and you learn about American history, and okay. that goes all the way back to bottle to the bottled yeah. bond act of 1897 and uh beyond so it's a pretty it's, cool it's thing it's a very good point because i always say like people don't realize this but america and from 1850 to after before that and then after prohibition specifically after prohibition realize how much of a product not just a history it mm-hmm. is and part of us but how much of an export it can be you right. know what i mean no, and totally. nowadays with tech and everything it's not that quite that big right um and some of it how huge they are they're all makers is everywhere right right but um but bourbon is the quintessential american spirit yeah 100 it's as blue blue blooded and american as anything else but not every you know? country has that their no. own spirit you no, know what definitely I mean? not i just realized i was trying to say um hobby and habit and i was gonna say hobbit and then <laughs> and then i came I like up it. with enterprise so yeah that was fun. enterprise is way smarter <laughs> that's why you're the head of sales man <laughs> Because I can so talk so well. You talk so Speaking well. about Hobbits, what do you think about Amazon, Amazon Prime's like miniseries coming out in September? Is it ever going to happen? September. What miniseries? I believe it when I see it. Lord of the Rings. They dropped Uh-oh. a teaser trailer today, which is me. just the uh, just like the title, like words, whatever. And they're like narrating the three rings were made for the elves, blah, 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 blah. It's supposed to be called Rings of Power, and it comes out September of 2022. Is it a Peter Jackson joint? Or? I don't think so, but they have put so much fucking money into this. It's not even funny. Like, there's like big, more than the original trilogy? Oh, yeah. Like, there's more than Game of Thrones, too, in this. So there's there's literally nothing released about it. And honestly, I don't think that we need this to be made but i'm also not complaining like i will be i will be watching it the one time i watched lord of the rings with my freshman year of college i took a 50 milligram edible and i watched <laughs> all three movies with my roommate and i back to, a, back, back to back back to back to back in the same night and i had no idea which was which you'll have no idea what's going by the on middle of two i couldn't tell if we were still in one or in three bro it was it was crazy yeah. absolutely crazy i've never seen the hobbits Star okay Wars guy. You I would, say, I would say you're missing out, but um, nah, it's, it's, it wasn't it, really for me. If you didn't really grow up with it, then, you know, it's not really. So I became a Game of Thrones person. So I'm not like the person that is anti, you know, like uh, fantasy. fantasy. Like I love I love fantasy. I love Game of Thrones. I love That's me. I love The Witcher. That's you. You're just not a fantasy. And some you people know, are like that. It's okay. I didn't I, like Game of Thrones. I'm just going to say it. Well, Game I of was going to say like Game of Thrones kind of swooped in and took all the Lord of the Rings nerds. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like all the fans. That's that's their show now. They realized that was a gap in the market. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's genius. And it's a great book. So it's not like they created this show to get a gap in the market. But my problem is, yeah. especially for Game of Thrones and those types of shows, they are so 
engrossing. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's, it's like you've got to watch hours and hours and hours just to understand who's who and what's going on, <laughs> which is which just feels like it's a huge such a commitment. commitment to me. I'm like, man, I'm starting to realize like we all keep talking about commitment like it's a bad thing. <laughs> well, we work. <laughs> here we are. It's the, it's the new year. We're trying to get through. Uh, we're trying to get through these resolutions. It's you know? true. There's a reason why we congeal so well, man. Congeal. Right. Um, what do you guys think of this? Have you tasted this yet? It's 1920s? amazing, dude. So good. It's so good. You ready for? I I'm think so I just confirmed. What do you guys think of my theory that it is the same I'm, as the last thing we tried? I'm well, considering proof. it comes from the same distillery, I'm not close. ruling it out, you know? It's the same exact mash bill. Is it really? Yeah. That's what you're right. Well, is all their bourbon the same mash bill? I don't know. We'll we'll find that out. But, hmm. I mean, is it uncommon for, for as you're the, as you the whiskey nerd, and Dave, as you as work, whiskey nerd slash working in a distillery, is it crazy for a company to switch their match bill? No, I mean, like, for different products? Buffalo Trace has, like, two or three different ones, right? Right, they, right, I mean, they're the one one of the biggest producers in the world, though, yeah, too. So. so, I don't think there's a Fuck ton em. of variance, but you know, sometimes distilleries will be bourbon focused, and then they'll launch a rye. Yeah. You know what I mean? Later down the road, so yeah, that's a good question. I I don't know the answer. So on their website, they don't release the staves, or um, they give an average for all the aging. They don't even release age statement for this one, so I don't know. Um, I didn't realize that maybe more, I thought they would change, mash bills could be changed per product. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, so maybe I'm wrong, but it doesn't say anything. MSRP, 65 bucks. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds pretty better. standard. No, not yeah. bad at all. No. Especially uh, for, for the, the quality of the yeah, juice. Yeah, and the quality. Yeah. The it's nose a, go ahead. is almost the same, except it's got like it loads rem- of vanilla. It reminds me of bland straight from the bottle. Yeah. The nose or on the it. Barrel? Straight from the barrel, excuse yeah. me. Straight from the bottle. Should always be straight from the bottle, Idiot. dude. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> we, we got to change. Why uh, do I feel like as soon as you get on a podcast, you forget how to talk? What, I is, do. what is with that? I don't know, I, man. I get all sorts of tongue tied. I don't know, man. It's. Well, I have an idea of what it might be. It could be the booze. It could be the it booze. It could just exactly. be looking deep into your eyes and. Well, I, I, lose my I was actually here at five o'clock today, at Eastern Kill, nice. and I had to run and make some errands and then go pick up that bottle and all this different shit. So I've been starting my birthday celebration as I, I stayed. I don't know if we're recording yet, but happy birthday. Thank you, babies. Thank you, babies, to all of our. Uh, this is the birthday episode. Yes, it is. To all of our sipper simps and whiskey dicks. Too yeah. bad we don't have any birthday bourbon, you know what I mean? Dude, that'd be so nice. That uh, sound like a hating comment. Next, <laughs> next time. <laughs> next time. Yeah, no, this shit is so good. If Lane was here, he'd be creaming his pants. Yeah, this he would is be. his favorite bourbon. For my money, this is one of the best values in bourbon. Oh yeah. Considering so? like you can you can still find this most stores, not everywhere, but yeah, I've seen this at Meyer. I've seen this mm-hmm. at. I'm just terrified of it one day winning bourbon of the year, and then you're fucked. And then you're just. Fucked. It's a curse, dude. It's a curse. Have you have you looked at it? Every, uh, I saw, I don't know if you sent it to me or my buddy Asa sent it to me, but since uh, 2002, every single San Francisco, I think it is, right, bourbon of the year winner, and within two years has seen a 40% increase in price and immediately been allocated within 20 or within 16 months. No way. Yeah. Can you give some examples? McKenna Tenure. Yep. Oh, yeah. That's McKenna Tenure yeah. is like the prime example. Which is 20, a phenomenal bottle. 28 but. bucks at like any, like not just a gas station, but like a gas station that has booze. Mm-hmm. Like phenomenal bottle, but for a Tenure, easily accessible. Like right. any liquor store had it. Any Joe Schmo liquor store had it. You yep. know what I mean? Uh, bars had it 
like the anchor bar would have it. You yeah. know what I mean? It wouldn't be anything special. And then I won whiskey of the year and literally within 12 months, it was gone from everywhere, allocated, jumped up for what we sell it as a pour at Buffalo right now. You could buy it 10 years ago at its <laughs> bottle price. Isn't that crazy? It's wild. And it's justified. It's justified yeah. in most people's eyes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm terrified of this one. It's got the hardware to, to justify the price. 100%. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, and I get it. If I was you guys, right, and let's say you won the uh, craft distillery bourbon of the year, right, kudos to you. Like, make the same number you've been making, go nationwide, jump the price up, become allocated. That's the dream, right? For sure. Yeah, and I get it. I 100% get it. But as, like, someone that works as a bartender that wants to get these awesome products in, it's disgusting. It's Absolutely. just it's just tough or to just deal with. Or just for the consumer in general. Just the consumer the in general. Yeah. And yeah, and then the bar the thing with allocated is especially with Michigan is like there's just allocation. Like if Buffalo gets 3 that takes 3 off the shelf from Smitty's. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I know well, they, being they in a, being in a control state doesn't help. Yeah. Either. And I know they do on-premise and off-premise like allocations differently, but it's still there's just still a set of allocation in general. But if I was in you guys shoes or your guys shoes, I would I'd be like, yeah, let's get something allocated, I man. Know, right? This is awesome. Yeah. It we're just not, drives we're not, business. We're not quite in the same category yet, but we're, we're trying. We're trying. Real hard. Yeah. We love you guys. Appreciate that. I need love that too. thing in your hand. <laughs> that thing. Yeah. That thing. Is this cotton candy? No, it's... Uh, Bubblegum freeze. Bubblegum freeze. Mm. It's new flavor. Mm. Is it? <laughs> Are we sponsored by them yet? No. <laughs> no <laughs> we should Well, I, I was talking mad shit about them on the last pod, We remember? were. We kept that... It's, it's a mystery. They're a mystery. Yeah. Isn't it a Michigan brand, right? Oh, here we go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we, we, we've been over this. They can pay us to shut the fuck up. the fucking goldfish. They did? They, no, they can pay us to shut the fuck up, though. We'll, oh, yeah. We'll Cease and desist my ass for $100,000. 100%. <laughs> I'll take it. <laughs> no, that's great, though. Um, we're working on getting sponsors, man. We're like, putting together a package. Yeah. If anyone wants to sponsor us, we're looking for like a one-time payment, and then we'll put you on either the label in the beginning of the episode, whatever, we're just looking for sponsors and we put together an engagement package. So, who's going to read the ads? Um, I think we'll do a mix. We'll do a mix. We'll, we'll like, do a mix. Do one, I'll do one. And yeah. Or I, I want to like, we'll like write them to be kind of like funny and different and definitely our flavor. You know what yeah. I mean? It'd also be really nice Work to cut them. in whenever we say something we're not supposed to say and we just cut around it, throw an ad in there, call it good. You know what I mean? Or if we cut one of our voices saying the sponsor instead of bleeping out something, it's just one of us saying the sponsor's name. I think that would be hilarious. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. Sensational. Instead of saying, you know, like cunts, you could just bleep it over and be like, Eastern kill. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, exactly. So 1920, I mean. Pretty synonymous. Pretty synonymous. I'll start the rating. Yeah. Because I, this is a six out of eight. This mm-hmm. is a quintessential six out of eight uh, for 65 bucks for 115 proof as a bourbon. Because I've spoken about it before. Mm-hmm. 115 proof, it just gets on that line of like being too much in a bourbon and not getting flavor. The nose is phenomenal. You know what I mean? It's not like, it's not shattering my mind, but it's just like every time you're like it or every time you drink it, you're like, yep, that's why I bought this bottle. You know what I mean? For sure. Yeah. And they could charge 80 bucks and I'd probably still buy it. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So six out of eight for me. How about you, Dave? (sighs) So I'm, I'm right along the same lines as Andrew here. This is a tough one to rate. I want to go between six and seven, but like, a strong six, maybe even a seven. I, I, like I said earlier, I think for the Keeping, money, for the money, for my money, yeah. and for the value, this is right up near the top on a very short list. Yeah. I believe so. 
Okay. You know what? Let's go seven. Okay. Let's go seven. You can find, like I said, you can find this bottle damn near everywhere. That plays into the rating though. hundred percent. Yeah. yeah. 100%. Because what is, what is the point 100%. of uh, a great bottle that you can't drink? Yeah. hundred percent. You have seven out of eights. And the reason why they're so good is because if you finally get your hands on it, it's maybe worth it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then you have bottles like this that are one great price, easily accessible and just fucking baller. You yep. know what I mean? And that plays into it. I, I and, and like I said, for, for me, for my money, for what I'm looking to get, Higher proof, mm-hmm. a great age range, an awesome profile all around. This mm-hmm. is this ticks all the boxes. Keep in mind, the only eights out of eights on this podcast so far are blends straight from the barrel at one thirty point five percent, and master, and that's from me. And then masters keep wild turkey one from AJ. Yeah, uh, those are the two eight out of eights. So there's like it's high. It's at the top of the mountain. It's lonely for a good reason. No doubt. I think this justifies anywhere. To say, what do you think? I, I agree with that. Um, <clears throat> as soon as I took the first uh, um, sniff of it, instantly bricked the fuck up. Honestly, <laughs> not going to lie. And um, kind of on that note, um, coming back to being commando, I chose not to be commando today <laughs> because I'm wearing these like wh- I'm wearing these white <laughs> jog- I'm wearing these white joggers and I'm like, I'm going to be in public. If I walk into Eastern Kill, white, bud. <laughs> they're more. They were white, more creamy. Yeah, I was gonna say <laughs> you are, bought those white. I'm concerned. They're they're the the, the official name was Looks like my grandma's nightgown. That's what I'd call that color. What's the material? Those look. I have almost a few like, follow up questions. <laughs> dude, they look it, almost. Like, they're like uh, canvas, dude. Yeah, mm-hmm. canvas. Yeah, mm-hmm. so I was like, I'm not about to walk in there, you know, peen. You know, flopping out like you know what I mean. Like there's gray sweatpants, and then there's like white, and you yeah. didn't see anything in white. You know what I mean? That's a no. But anyways, um, like I said, I took a sip, took a simp, uh, sniff of this, took a sip, <laughs> took a sip, instantly broke the fuck up. Um, I'm gonna rate this pretty high. Um, I'm gonna give this a six point six six. Okay. Um, interesting. Because uh, um, I think I sent the group chat. I've always had so like your like CVV codes on your debit cards. I've always had like funny ones. Like I had like. Four, I had like 404 last, so it's like error, four, error 404, page not found, whatever. Mm-hmm. I had like 777 before then, and then my new debit card says 666 on it. Oh, is that uh, your actual debit card you actual, sent? That oh, is my actual debit card. okay. And I was like, damn. Spawn of Satan. I know. I thought that was just a meme. No, nah, that was my actual debit card. So mm-hmm. anyway, 6.66, dude. It's pretty high. All right, 6.66. That's a good rating. I like it. All right, do we want to go bottle and bond or eight, uh, 1890, I think it is, right? Or 1910, excuse me, uh, is Sean's favorite. I brought that in when I was in here earlier. Yeah, he loves 1910. Let's do bottle and bond last. I okay. mean, I haven't tried it. Okay. I've tried the 1910 and the 1920. Oh, you've never had bottle and bond? I've never had bottle and bond, Perfect. and I've never had 1870. And at this point, we're tasting bottles that you've not had either, right? Correct. Okay, cool. Yep. Perfect. Let's go 1910 then. Okay. Dave, we'll let you do the pop on the cork. Which one is it? This one right here? It's the blue, dark blue. Ready? Mm-hmm. Mm. Quiet pop. It is a quiet pop. It's a little shy, but it's a good time. You know what I mean? Yeah. Sometimes those Always. are the best. The shy but quiet ones. Mm-hmm. Always mm. be nice to the nerds, kids. How many fingers <laughs> are we pouring here? Sorry, they're going to shoot up That's your school. One and a half. That's perfect. Look at that. The splashes back. I just love the ASMR sounds. I was just going on. Josiah's heavy breathing, me pouring water. So it does say on the label that this is double barreled. 
double barrel. Interesting. Okay. Yep. Josiah, walk us through what double barreled means. So, so it's kind of counterintuitive because, like, you know, sometimes people think double bagging it's going to make it safer. Right. Um, I, I don't l- think it's. love the direction I, you or just hot took. sauce. I yeah. don't. Or, <laughs> can, we, can we just take a second? To I've never right heard here. this, so please explain. Do you really? not know about hot no. sauce and condoms? God no no. You didn't hear, you you, didn't hear about Drake. Drake. Drake got got. <laughs> well, he puts hot sauce in his condoms. So yeah. do you want to breaking sh- live here? <laughs> do you, do you, so so the so the news was uh, Drake. You know, being a. Is str- this recent? No, yeah, yeah. super okay. recent. Like probably like last week, the okay. last couple of weeks. So you know, Drake being you know certified city boy, he's out there you know <laughs> sowing his wild oats. Lover boy, lover boy. Yeah. But, certified city boy, Drake. Uh, dude, I love uh, dude. City boys is a thing. But anyways, um. You know, he's out there sowing his wild oats, right? So he, like, gets with, like, you know, whatever model of the week it is. And, uh, you know, he does what he does, goes in the bathroom and, you know, takes the condom off. And, you know, he's he's worried. He's like, this chick might, you know, grab the condom and dump it inside her for, you know, child support. So he's got a foolproof method to make sure it doesn't happen. He takes hot sauce and... Into the condom. Into the condom. So he doesn't have sex with no. hot sauce in the condom. Okay. No, no, no. And then he, you know, throws it away. Doesn't, didn't God give us a foolproof plan to this and it's just piss? Doesn't piss just like eradicate well, everything? You would think. Doesn't it? Isn't that a thing? Isn't it like a sterilizer? So, yeah. Agent? So, yeah. Usually, yeah. so, like, right. Yeah. Because you, you can, know, you, it piss kills cum. That's no, what I've always No, so I don't think that's is that. Science. Is that what you've been doing? You know, you finish and then you pee inside her? <laughs> Next question. Next kidding. question. Um, no, but so, anyways, back to the story. Uh, you know, he takes the condom and drips some hot sauce in it, and you know, as a, as, and I'm sure it's probably worked for him so far. Except this girl actually went in there. To she go, went for it. She went for it. She grabs uh, the condom and found out after she had dumped she it found in out her the hard way. The, <laughs> that two, there was hot two sauce. Two Drakes. Uh, so now she's suing him. Two for assault. I think. The world we live in. How is that assault? Because he. Uh, because I almost want to clap my hands for Drake. Because this is like almost the biggest troll. Like you're gonna try dude. to fuck with me. Oh, you wait. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and it's probably the first time it's ever happened, or maybe not. Who knows? I don't know. I almost like don't hate it. I think it's funny as hell. I think it's really funny. This that Drake has a bottle of Tabasco. Like on a keychain. That's the memes so that have been going around. It it's the memes like Drake's keychain and they're showing it's like, like you used the, to call me on my cell phone, but instead of a cell phone, it's like a bottle of Tabasco. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, no, and it's that's definitely um that's and definitely Trojan the, ribs. <laughs> <laughs> Drake is definitely a Trojan ribbed guy. I don't um, know what about it, but he definitely is. Yeah, there's Trojan ribbed was Do my go to. Okay, so obviously you know the song by Drake, like I only love my bed and my mom. I'm sorry, right? That's you. There's definitely a conspiracy out there that Drake's son, which is unnamed, I guess, or maybe is named, and maybe this conspiracy is true. I don't know, but that his son's name is Mabed, M A H B E D. Stop. His son has a name for yeah, sure. It's, it's not like, that. Are you sure? Because I a thought diadem. it was Mabed, and that's why I was like, oh, that song's so cool. Where are you like, getting your news, Andrew? Uh, Twitter. It's the morning yeah, newspaper. You're wrong. You're wrong. <laughs> but anyways, back to the original. DMZ, baby. The original question. Double barreled is. Yes. <laughs> Adonis. You, that's his son's uh, name. Yeah. Right, whatever. It was a cool conspiracy. Yeah. Um, well, maybe he really just loves his king bed. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> and um, his mom. And his mommy. And he's not sorry. No, he's not. Anyways, double barrel. It's literally you just take it in one barrel and then you go ahead and throw it and finish it in another barrel. Is it on an average taking out like. Okay, so 
the watershed that we have, which is uh, another company it's like that does basically a, like barrel finishing in a way. You know yeah, it's mean? a barrel but finish. Is this a cool way to say barrel finish? Or you take it from or one is oak it on average like, like longer? From like, so what will happen is like you have like one. You can correct me if I'm wrong, but um, um, or you can fuck me if I'm wrong. Um, that's usually the saying. But you take it from one <laughs> barrel. That's stand, just your standard oak barrel, and you just throw it in another standard oak barrel. Um, and what that does is actually makes it a lot more mellow than you would if it was just straight from that and not it doesn't barrel. make it a yeah, double so oaked we do that here with one of our releases okay. our uh, toasted barrel finish bourbon okay. which is a really small batch of uh some 30 gallon toasted oak barrels we do uh, about 10 of them each year right around the holiday season but for us it's it's a way to add some complexity and some maturity yeah to you know what we would consider to be a not quite there yet uh bourbon so yeah. a, a popular example of this category would be the woodford double oak yep Exactly. So yeah. No, okay. So Sagamore double oaked is just yeah. It's just double barrel, double, double oaked. Okay. Yeah. It's just that's it. Okay. Wait. I didn't realize it was synonymous with that. I thought it meant something different. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah. So but so to I guess keep going diver diving into this double oaked and finish. Is there an age difference between the two? So that's a good question. So uh, for us here at EK, one of our one of our everyday items is a barrel finished gin. Okay. And uh, that's so six months, right? It's only three months. Only three so months. that's why we use the word finish instead of aged. Okay. I like that. Because it's a really light touch. Okay. Mm-hmm. So when I think barrel finish, I think a really light touch in okay. the barrel, like a really short stay as opposed to, mm-hmm. you know, like a year or more or whatever. Okay. Yeah. You used like so many of my favorite words in the same sentence. Age, light touch, finish. Um, finish. Mm. Yeah. Ooh. Wow. Anyway, <laughs> so you, <laughs> onto this, uh, onto this. What was it again? Nineteen twenty. It was nine. No, no. this is uh, eighteen. Nineteen ten. No, nineteen ten. Yeah, 19, we're all fucked up. It's yeah. eighteen nineteen well, something. Seventeen. This is nineteen ten. This is some twentieth century bourbon. Mm-hmm. Right Adolf Hitler's birthday. <laughs> fun fact. Fun fact. Is that a fun fact? <laughs> I don't know if that's true. I just threw that out there. You just have his birthday tattooed on your ass? No, I have... Never mind. <laughs> Never mind. We're not... We're, we're not, not going down <laughs> right now. It's all right. It's all good. It's all good. It's all good. I've seen your ass. I know. My last... Biological last name used to be Mueller. If you didn't know that. And look I on. looked up... Yeah, I know. And I looked at Ancestors.com for my own part because I'm adopted and I love my adopted family and everything. But I was always like, hmm, I wonder what like, I'm from. I mean, I knew I was from Germany with the last name named Mueller, right? But I was like, when did we move to America? <laughs> right and after we, World we, War no, II. Right before. <laughs> okay. they, moved to World War, they moved to America in 1910, or 1920, excuse me, right when the Third Reich was gaining movement. Mm. And uh, right after the First World War and the Third Reich, just, and they kind of saw the writing on the wall early and moved to Pennsylvania and said, fuck that. So I know for a fact that like my family did not come after World War II, but I also yeah. know for a fact that I had family members in World War II that were not fighting for the American side or the Allies, if or that makes sense. Yeah. So <laughs> I don't like to dive. It's very, it's, at this point, it's more interesting history, yeah. you know what I mean? Especially with how much of an ally Germany is now and denounces everything that it's ever done in the past. You know, as what they I mean? should, as they absolutely <laughs> should, right? But Forever. I'm just saying, it's like it's it's not. It's no longer bad to be German. You know what I mean? Right, Which right. like I can't imagine being in the 60s, like where you're like still like 
20 years removed from that you're like uh, or like right or, after or Japanese for or Japanese matter. yeah oh, right after Easter after right after the Berlin I know this is kind of history lesson not, not normal for us but whatever like the Berlin Wall like that didn't fall until what 66 68 no dude like 88 88 okay yeah, it was yeah. crazy yeah it was yeah, Reagan yeah. Dude, you're right it was Reagan yeah. right yeah and like that's crazy dude it's have you been to Berlin uh no it's on my it's one, one of, of my uh like uh bucket list one so. of my top three cities i've ever been to in my life really? yeah for what reason just because of the history and i mean first of all it's one of the oldest cities in europe obviously but yeah. when you go there you can see all the different eras of history you yeah. know what i mean like yeah. there's still parts of the berlin wall there there's still some really cool like nazi architecture there even yeah. there's there's uh the segregation there's charlie's checkpoint it's just crazy, man. Even the because um, you hear about it, you read about it, and you see it in video God, games and whatever. Gate? But you like, are you talking about the big one that yeah. like emulates Paris or whatever? Yes. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's just um, when you're there, you feel like all the centuries. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's 100%. a really bad way to put it, but like, it's just a feeling that you don't get when you're in America. Right? You can almost close your eyes and be like, "Well, you know what I mean?" Totally. Yeah. All right, 1910. Um, MSRP. Uh, I'm looking it up right I now. I think it's 60. I think it's in the 60s. 55. As of, this is 2018, but this is... Uh, Does that account for inflation? or Right. Um, <laughs> I'll look up what it is. But uh, Okay, so now that I'm seeing the mash bill again, uh, it's all the same, mm. which makes sense. Mm. Um, 93 proof. Uh, it says on the bottle... This as well does not give an age statement. The only one they've given age to I haven't checked uh, uh, bottle in Banya in nineteen or eighteen ninety seven. But so uh, you know it's a minimum of four years old. Obviously, yeah, yeah. At this point, yes, or mm-hmm. uh, yeah, for the bottle and bond. Um, this one does not give it, but this was released. So actually, we've <laughs> so far stumbled upon drinking these in order. Um, this is released in twenty eighteen. Mm-hmm. Um, Prohibition was released in 2017, and uh, 1870 was released in 2015. Okay. So, so far, we've drinking in order of release, which is kind of fun in a way. It is, yeah. You know what I mean? Even if it's all the same juice, they've... I Have you guys tasted this yet? Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. This is... I'll be honest, this is my least favorite out of the old Forrester lineup, but it's not bad. It's just... It's different. I'll agree with that. Um, I think that might have to do with the the double barreling of it, because mm-hmm. um, you know, kind of comparing it to the first one, the eighteen seventy, um, it's like it's like it's three points higher, right? It's ninety three mm-hmm. versus ninety, but yep. it doesn't have, um, in my opinion, as much flavor as the eighteen seventy did. So which is kind of weird. I think just my uninformed slutty palate. What I feel like is missing is a nose. Mm. Yep. I don't think it has any kind of nose no. compared to no. the rest of it. And Spot as on. we all know, like taste wise, it tastes both your tongue and your nose, right? Yeah. And it's missing. There's no nose. It just smells like wood and bourbon. That's you know, it, it doesn't yeah. smell like caramel. It doesn't smell like vanilla. And I think that's what I don't like about it. Yeah. You know? I mean, it's very smooth. I could chug this, yeah, honestly. It's and chuggable like, as fuck. Very chuggable. This, yeah. this, this would be good, you know, mixed with, uh, I don't know, like Diet Coke or, I don't know, like in any cocktail. Whatever you mix your whiskey with. with. But, like, yeah. it's a solid mixer. I mean, I would use this as a mixer, and I have used this as a mixer. It's a little pricey at 55 for that. But, yeah. I mean, it's got some of the notes you want in a mixer. Yeah. So. I, I, I'll be real with you guys. I give this a three out of eight. Yeah. I'm not really a fan of it. For going up in price, if this is the price of this, I'm just going to go down to 1870 at 90 proof. Exactly. With so much more flavor. What's 1.5% at 15, 20 bucks? You know what I mean? Right. 
nothing, you know. And I wanted to jump in and kind of address a common misconception when it comes to bourbon. Okay. Um, just because something is double oaked or triple oaked or whatever it might be, doesn't necessarily directly correlate to quality. And no. it's the same with age. Yeah. I, I feel like people, especially when they're first getting into bourbon and learning about it, they think, oh, the older, the better. Yeah. Right. Like the oldest bourbon I've had is the best bourbon I've had. That's not, that's not necessarily the case. Specifically there with is, bourbon too. Yeah, exactly. Everything yeah. is, has a balance to it. Yeah. You know what I mean? If you, if you age it too long, you're going to expose it to a lot of, uh, funky tannins and over oaked qualities that yeah. you wouldn't necessarily want. So what as in your, just in your opinion, not whether it's right or wrong, what in your opinion, uh, directly as best as possible directly correlates to quality. Mm. Well, of course, I know there's a lot of factors totally. Or I mean, what combination of factors, right? Yeah. I mean, obviously it starts with the quality of the distillation itself. Okay. Um, but there's, you know, what we're lucky to have here is an amazing water source, right? right? Our water comes from Lake Michigan. It's, you know, one of the best freshwater sources in the world. Mm-hmm. Um, and at the end of the day, even in a bottle of, uh, you know, 100 proof bourbon, half of it is water, right? right. So little things like that are going to have a huge impact on the flavor profile throughout the years. Um, so between you know, your production practices and your, uh, the quality of distillation, the aging environment obviously plays a huge role. Um, because these barrels essentially become living, breathing vessels yep. as they age. Yep. So all those things, um, factor in, obviously I just like to point out, it's not a one-to-one comparison no. all the time. You know no. what I mean? Just because you got your hands on some 18 year old Elijah Craig, doesn't mean it's the best shit that's ever been made. Yeah. It's it pretty good that it's we old. saw it at Buffalo. Right. right. No, no doubt. <laughs> no doubt. And I'm not, I'm not trying <laughs> yeah, to, know, you know, poo-poo know. the yeah. older whiskeys. I'm just saying. No, but it is true. You, you, can't, you can't oversimplify it and just say, oh, you know, the oldest stuff is better than the younger stuff. And it's not that simple. And that's so beautiful about what we love and so mm-hmm. frustrating is that there's never, there's never like, it's never in sports like the team that got the most rushing yards or the team that did this right is going to win right, right. Mm-hmm. there's no there's no correct formioli for bourbon or whiskey in general you know what i mean yeah. like a four-year can stand up to a 12-year a four-year a six-year can stand, or a 10-year rye can stand up to a 27-year rye you know what i mean yeah. and if it's done correctly and there's no correct winning formula which is so beautiful 100%. about it you know but i'm imagine also from your end so fucking frustrating you know what i it mean it is you know and a lot of people everybody has different backgrounds you know, so some people come from scotch and they think, oh, you know, I had a 25 year old scotch. Mm-hmm. I wonder what a 25 year old bourbon tastes like. Yeah. It's not the same thing. Yeah. So and, and that goes back to, you know, when you make scotch, you blend, you source from all over, you mm-hmm. can age it in whatever barrel you find, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. But for bourbon, when you're aging in one oak or sometimes more than one oak barrel. Um, it's not a direct one to one. Yeah. You got to find that sweet spot for you and for your palate. Yeah. At the end of the day, yeah. I think. You know, anywhere in that four to seven year old range, I think you can get into some good quality juice. For bourbon? Totally. Yeah. I would disagree on rye. I think 10 to 15 is the, for me personally. Yeah, least. hell yeah. yeah. Uh, cork this for me. Mm. So I'm going to disagree with you in that I like this better than the 1870. Okay. But I'm surprised because I've been wanting to try this one for a while now. Mm-hmm. I'm surprised how much more I like the 1920. Yeah. So I gave that a seven out of eight. 
and I gave the 1870, what, like a seven or uh, no, 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 four, like and, four and, a half, and a half. Yeah. So I'm going to go, I'll go five and a half on this okay. one. It, okay. It's not super memorable to me, but yeah. it's not bad. Okay. Yeah. Heard that? Three. Three. Nice and simple. Three. I yeah. mean, it's, I mean, it's okay. I'll drink it. Um, there's nothing that stands out about you it. Guys, think, you guys really don't like this one, huh? I, well, there's other bottles I will do that's a three that's like, and I guess it's not fair to them as, because with doing an eight cork scale, which is nowhere near scientific, right? It was just literally like, hey, it would be funny to do out of eight out of 10. You know what I mean? Instead I thought of like, it was purely scientific. Yeah, purely scientific. We'll go with that. Cut that part out that said it wasn't. Um, but it's 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 tough because there's bottles that we've given threes that probably are truly ones, but we'd just be like, it was just an actual shit product. Like, just yeah. not a good across the board. This is a very good product, but compared to what we've already tasted and what ratings I've given that, you know what I mean? It's just it's a three. Yeah. You know, it's still a good bottle. I think it's the price part that kills me for yeah, what for I'm sure. getting. You know, at 65 bucks, I want my balls to be coddled. You know, I don't want to get a little bit of vanilla. I want cocoa butter on my back. I don't know. I want a little so, massage. You, you want know? I want it all at six. I want it all at eight out of eight. I want like, you know, I expect to be giving you something at six <laughs> out of eight. I want you to give me something. Sure, you know what I mean? For sure. So it's not, I just thought it was a pretty, you know, steep fall uh, drop off from the 1920. Yeah. It surprised mm-hmm. me. Yeah. I'm going to throw this out there. Um, yeah. Cause I'm thinking about it and throw it. This is gonna be good. Um, I'm, I'm going to sponsor this one hundred dollar gift card or whatever equivalent to Buffalo traders to the first person to compile a list of all the corkings we've done so far. Get a clip of this. I, yeah, I'll we'll endorse we'll it as clip well. This. Yeah. Cause yeah. like I'll make you pay 50 and I'll give the other 50. There we go. Just we'll, from we'll Buffalo. Split it. hundred yeah. bucks. Uh, go through $100 all our podcasts. At Buffalo. There you go. Just go through. Tell us and I want a spreadsheet cork. to prove it. I don't want exactly. you to walk in because I'm kind of small brained. If yeah. someone walked in, it's like the average number you've given is six point five. I'd be like, that makes sense. And then you know you what know, I mean. Bonus I want a, I want a spreadsheet of everything we've. Uh, you want a spreadsheet? I right. want a spreadsheet of every bourbon we tasted and the rating that we, or every excuse me, every whiskey we've tasted or every booze we've tasted because we taste more than whiskey at this point. Yeah. Um, I want everything we tasted with the corresponding uh, cork. Cork for it. Just me and Josiah. You don't have to do our guests. Yeah. 150 if you do our guest. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> exactly. To you, everybody, 150. Damn, that's, 150. Just that's a yeah. bad offer. Yeah. Uh, you have to get this far into the podcast and then you have to be willing to do it. <laughs> exactly. And I have about I have about 10 people that I think would actually get this far and actually uh-huh. do it. So, do it, yeah. yeah. So, so the I, first person to do it. I have it. an idea who I'm giving this out to. <laughs> <laughs> uh, hey, we welcome surprises. We welcome surprises. And absolutely. then moving forward, we're just going to keep track of ourselves because yeah. I'm not about to go back and listen to every single episode <laughs> no. to do that. No. I know someone out there will would love to do that. And please... This is the first Please time, though, I will say, I don't listen to all of our episodes once you release them, but this is the first time that I've ever gone back and listened to my own voice mm-hmm. and not absolutely hated it. You know what I mean? Most of the time in videos, I hear it, and I'm just like, same way. man. Do you think you're getting more used to it? I think I'm getting more used to it, and I think my voice is finally evening out. Yeah. For a, it comes with age, <clears> you know? For a while. <laughs> it was uh, real hot. <laughs> yeah. <No. laughs> Age. Yeah, and I husky boys. The beautiful, yeah. Seriously, <laughs> the beautiful thing about just becoming who you are is just that you just don't give a fuck. No, you know doubt. what I mean. And that's like the transition I've gone over the last two years is just. Hey, you stopped wearing. Welcome underwear. to middle yeah. age, brother. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I'm who I am, and if you're gonna love me, you're gonna love me. If you hate me, well, that's your opinion. Too bad. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. All right. Um, give me the last, but I'll I'll pork I'll pork it. <laughs> <laughs> Please do right here, in front of everybody. The.
You know it's porkable. Your guys' fucking bottles because they're the only the only the only gripe I have with you guys at a whole. And I, you know let's, I love. Let's you. hear it. Yeah. You know I love you guys. You know I'm one of your biggest of fans that doesn't work here. Hundred percent. Your bottles suck with speed pours. I'm sorry. Like they leak. You know what I mean? Because you need so. to get. We have to tape them and they're fine. You need to get new pour spouts. No. (laughs) What if I gave you some... Help me, not help you. (laughs) I'm going to give you some of ours. All right, perfect. Custom fit. Custom fit. If you gave me five of those for the the five products that we have for you guys... Beautiful, and then it'll only be used for EK. Have you have you tried? Say no more. Pork one of their bottles. No. You haven't tried to like mash it in there. (laughs) Ever since I got stuck in a jacuzzi tub when I was ten, I haven't done anything. You you've done that though. No. Stuck in a jacuzzi tub. (laughs) No, that's like I've done it, but I've never been stuck. All right, old Forester, eighteen (laughs) ninety. I did that with a vacuum cleaner one time. Bottled and bond, quiet on set. Bottled and bond, one hundred proof. A little interference with the mic. I didn't like that. Let's do that again. Cut that. There we go. It's quiet, man. Yeah, it's, it, I've noticed the more half full loose. a bottle is. Yeah, it's, she's loose. She's loose. Just well, fine. It just means she's reason, ready. There's a I reason why she's I want, loose. I want to take a second here to, qual- to qualify my statement because <laughs> I know, I know going. everyone's going to jump down my throat with that last with that comment. <laughs> just because she's looser, that's not a bad thing. Mm-hmm. In fact, it's, it's actually her better. Fault. It's not her fault. In fact, actually, no. Being looser means she's ready for you. If she's loose, it's your fault because you got a small dick. Okay, you know, the more aroused a woman gets, the more open her vagina is going to get. And you're like, dude, bro, she was so tight. Maybe she wasn't into it, bro. That's on you. That is 100% on you. There we go. Just had to say that. <laughs> All right. Anyways, that was for 1897. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's a, that's very inspirational, man. Um, I had a uh, <laughs> double down on that statement in a completely opposite way. My high school health teacher was a... <laughs> My high school health teacher was a six four, uh, self proclaimed what lesbian woman. Like I'm not calling her that because she looked like that. She told us straight up. She's like, "Hey, this is who I am," and I respect the fuck out of her because mm-hmm. this is the time in my freshman year is 2009. Um, and she was for 2009. It wasn't like everyone was super progressive, right? right. She's like, "Hey, I am lesbian. This is who I am." This is like my philosophy on sex ed and health class, and everyone loved her for it and respected the fuck out of her. And also, she would probably beat your ass if you didn't. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? <laughs> but like, just trying to set up. But anyways, my my health experience was like, do you guys know what a dental dam is? I've heard of it. This is gonna. It's a lesbian condom. It's for your mouth. Like if you were to go down on a woman and you didn't want to have direct contact, you could stretch it across. And yeah, exactly. You, you know, didn't know, did about, you know that? about this. I've known I've about heard, this. I've, heard about it, I've yeah. known about this since I was 14 years old because our Dude. and that's such a good health teacher, right? Like we yeah. knew about everything, and right? Do, do they sell these in stores? Like I, I, I think you have to go to sex shops or adult stores, whatever. Okay. It's not like as common as like condoms at a gas station, right? right? Uh, so it's not that crazy, or it's, it is that crazy, I guess. But like, I just the shit that I learned so. I knew that since I was 14. Shout and out I guess to your I'd health make, teacher. Shout out to my health teacher. I haven't got anyone pregnant, so she is one for one, I guess. I don't know about everyone else. But <laughs> Speaking, you mentioned dental, <laughs> you mentioned yeah. dental dams, and I kind of wanted to bring something to the table here. Oh, here we go. Um, so, uh, Dave, at any point, if we need to cut this for the brand, just let us know. No, no, no. This, <laughs> yeah, is, this, is, this, is, very, this, is, this is important because I learned something yesterday when I was okay. scrolling through Reddit. So for a guy, it's called getting cock blocked. 
Oh, yes. This is funny. Beaver Dam. Yes. Yes. I learned I, about that. I didn't know that until You've yesterday. That? I stole your thunder. I'm sorry. Who, no, that's okay. Was I just supposed that's to okay. know that? Like, no one was going to tell me? <laughs> maybe we were on the same Reddit thread because <laughs> I also recently learned that within the past week or two. Yeah, so. yeah. It was, it was Ask Reddit. It was just people of Reddit. What is the worst way you've been cock blocked slash Beaver Dam? Slash Beaver Dam. And I said it to everybody. I was like, dude, is it just me or like has this been a thing? Hand me a cup, Dave. And most people didn't know that it was a thing. So, fun fact. Oh, I was going to say, you said your birth name was Mueller, right? Mueller, yes. Mueller. There used to be a tennis player named Mueller. Okay. Guess where he's from. It's not Germany. But uh, very, 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 very close. Uh, Poland? No. One of, the, one of the smallest countries in Europe. That's uh, a huge hint. Um, I don't know this, but I'm going to guess either Holland nope. or... Austria? Nope. No. Nope. Austria is not smallest small by geographic or by demographic, uh, I think, or probably both. Whatever. Okay, not Switzerland. Um, smallest country. It's is it East Europe? Eastern. It's Europe? like Central. Central Russia? Europe. Western. Shut up, you idiot! <laughs> I can only say that because I'm the what? actual idiot. Um, what? You're not gonna guess. I don't I'm not gonna guess it. No. Luxembourg. Luxembourg. I thought that was a so, city. I, was, I mean, <laughs> did you want to say I'm that? Glad you said it first. I thought that was a city. <laughs> Bro, that's a no, it's country. It's a tiny ass country in Europe. But that's really? the only that's the only Mueller I've ever I've ever known. Really, not Thomas Mueller. Yes, international soccer, uh, soccer German star. Mm -mm. Oh. No, classic American over Hans here. Hans Mueller. Yeah, Ferris Bueller. Mueller. Ferris Hans, Bueller. <laughs> isn't it, it's Hans Mueller. No, it's Hans what from Die Hard. Uh, is it not uh, Mueller? No, it's not Mueller. Uh, I think I'm making that up. Hey, Dave, pass that bubble gum. So I believe the capital of Luxembourg is Luxembourg. Okay, so it is a city. So it, it's a country. It is a country also. It's a country so it's city. It's like New York, New York. Okay, now hear me out. What continent is New Zealand a part of? Oh, here we go. Because this fucked my brain up. Because I couldn't find a direct answer for it. I don't know. Technically part of Oceania. That's a continent. That's what I said. And I looked it up and to my knowledge, Pluto is not no longer a planet, but Oceania is not a continent. <laughs> so it wouldn't say it's part of Australia because you would think it's right next to Australia. It'd be part of the continent of Australia, right? Right. No. Oceania. It's called Oceania. It's not dedicated to any continent. Also, it's Oceania Gruber. Gruber. That's right. My mom would slap the shit out of me right now if she saw me. <laughs> Oh, you said Oceana? Oceana. See, that reminds me of, that sounds like something out of Pangea. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I didn't think that was These a modern. don't know about Pangea. I'm just a brain. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm just a brain. <laughs> this bitch don't know about Pangea? <laughs> I, I showed Sarah that music video the other day, bro. <laughs> I love it. Also, I didn't remember them just like straight fucking in the beginning of the music video. I forgot about I that. I don't remember What's the music either? video? A little dicky pillow talk. I'm just yeah. pillow talking with my brain. I don't know about Pangea. This bitch don't know about Pangea. <laughs> so you fuck with the war? <laughs> Seriously, watch it. It's a seven and a half minute little dicky song and it does not Dude, disappoint. The all first his, 20 seconds a little raunchy, I promise you, it's not like that the whole time. All his music videos are top notch. Yeah. Like, 
All right, so we got what do we got? We, bottle you know, and bond. Bottle and bond. All right, so to because bottle and bond's like my shtick on the podcast. Yeah, it is. You got this like. I had to go. Let's hear. Just close your eyes and just go. So for those of you who have either forgotten, aren't familiar, first time listeners, bottle and bond is kind of started off as a l- legit regulation from the U.S. government, but now has become more of a sense of pride amongst uh, distilleries. Um, basically, bottle and bond. There's a lot that goes into it, but the essentials of it is that it is a four year or more whiskey. It is exactly hundred proof. It is distilled and made in house and bottled in house. I would say those are the four major factors. Now, like there's a lot that goes into it. You have to literally have like a government official come to you and certify you as a bottled and bond. I don't know. I don't know about it anymore, but like I know back in the day, you literally had like government oversight, and a lot of time it could only be sold as bottled and bond. There was no over a hundred proof when it came to bourbon because it was regulated by the U.S. government. Now it's less about regulation and more about just a sense of pride. A.E. Eastern Kill, where we're at right now, just released in within the last year, 2021, their first ever bottle and bond, which is a huge deal because they've only been open for five and a half years, correct? Yep, it'll be six years in March. Six I'm, years I'm in March. Yep. And they've released their first ever four-year bourbon. Not only just a four-year bourbon, but they bottled it, distilled it, did everything in-house, did it all themselves, which is a huge thing for a six-year-old. Usually, I mean, companies don't do that until their 10th year. For sure. You know what I mean? So they're way ahead of schedule, which is fucking awesome. But that's the kind of stick behind bottled and bond. And I, I'm overlooking a lot of it, but that's kind of what it is nowadays, I 100%. guess. 100%. You know? No, you're right on. The way I like to look at it is as really the first consumer safety act ever passed in the U.S. Ever. You got to think this yep. is before like the FDA was around, yep. before any of these government agencies were around. CDC, you know, sure. like anything. No, yeah. they, they didn't exist back then. Yeah. So before all these regulations were put in place to protect uh, other types of products, bourbon was essentially the first regulated yeah, product ever, yeah. in the U.S., which is, I, I find it fascinating because um, it's a little more fact. So I, I remember looking into this bottle because I am just a fan of any bottle and bond just because of the history of it, right? And um, basically, according to the uh, whistle pig, excuse me, to, that's a f- <laughs> precursor, um, <laughs> to the Old Forester website, they said this is as close as possible as they can get it to the original um build of their bottled and bond oh, back in dope. the day that's really cool um so i'm looking up the mash bill right now because it's separate from what they have it's a, a independent website which makes me think maybe it's not that speaking accurate. of mash bill um who do you guys have as your pick for the super bowl okay so their mash bill is 70 20 10 so it is different Ooh. so they changed it up for this one there you go um, how long has this one been out uh, so they credit, that's one of the reasons for 1897, um, they, cre- <laughs> they credit this as being released in 1897. Okay. So um, this one been released, like this version of it, September 2015. Also, I believe Old Forester was closed for a very long time and they were bought and then the Old Forester name was brought back, if I remember correctly. They, they Similar closed, like Mictors. Mictors, exactly. I think they closed down for a while and were bought from the family like the name was bought not like any like the distillery and everything they do is no longer original site if i remember correctly from my history of this but the name was bought from the family and a lot and then when you buy the name you buy the company so like documents shit like that you know what i mean recipes recipes stuff like that and this goes for 50 bucks so this is uh 
nine dollars more than the uh what is it the 1870 yeah 1870 yeah. 10 bucks more for their bottom bond 10 more in proof um age statement not released we know it's at least four years you know totally. which is a beautiful thing about bottle and bond um yeah so that's kind of cool uh released in 2015 but the recipe is so f- so i guess goes back to 1897 uh, so which i believe was the year the bottle and bond act was passed was it Correct. okay cool i know i know that's cool to know which Throw makes, that which makes sense so that in my spill 1897 Eight okay. nine seven. Yeah, They're eight, like nine, seven. it's like seven nine eight. But then you flip it. So and eight, then it's nine, eight seven. nine seven. That's beautiful. It's not quite, but yeah. it's not a palindrome. But that's one way. They all. Yeah. Yeah. I just think of a hundred years before nineteen ninety seven. I don't like great that. year. I, that. I mean, I was born in nineteen ninety six. How does that make you feel, Dave? Old. Yeah. <laughs> I'm at the firm belief that the age that I am now, there's no difference between me and a thirty five year old nope. when it comes to concept and conversation responsibilities debt whatever else in life that happened for sure there's a difference but when it comes to conversation i could make friends with anyone four years younger than me and 10 years older than for me. sure you know what i mean totally it doesn't matter um I was, that's why everyone loves you so yeah, thanks man so in my office right so like since i just started there no one knows how old i am right so we're just talking back and forth and they're like are you lying uh, no, okay. because they were because like it was coming up. We're talking about age, like age and shit. No, are you and, like, lying about your age? Have you done that yet? Not. Okay. Uh, it's been a while, but yes, I have. Okay. Um, but they were like, <laughs> they were, like, we're in conversation. They're like, wait, how old are you, Josiah? And I, t- I told them. I started with. I started with. <laughs> wait, wait, wait! Like somebody asked you that, thinking you were old. They thought I was older. They were like, wait, how old are you again exactly? Like, and I was like twenty, and I didn't get to finish the seven. They're like, what? And I was like, yeah, twenty-seven. They're like, dude, I thought you were like at least thirty. It's your car. No, it's no one under age of thirty is expecting to own that car. That's true. Did, I'm actually, in my opinion, actually, I finalized the trade in. Did you? Yeah. For the Mercedes? Yeah. Damn. Yeah, bro. Congrats. Thanks, man. I, I have no interest in driving his Mustang because it's way too much power for me. But the Mercedes he's getting, I'm like, I'm borrowing that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Real talk. When do you guys want to go for a spin in the wagon, though? dude? Oh, dude. Yes, you got the new Let's wagon. Go, yes. boys. I saw you pull up in it, and I was like, oh, yes, the, sir. The dad wagon rolling dude. in. I'll go for a ride any day, baby. Hell, <laughs> yeah. Take me for a ride. Let's go. Take do me right on the cyclone. No. Okay. I was going to say, if you ever want to go shooting, we both have Oh, guns. I love to go yeah. shooting. Though. We'll take you shooting Let's and go. we'll make Let's you drive it. in the wagon. Yeah. Perfect. I think that's a good deal. Yeah. I know a place out in Ada. It's like, yeah. it's it's completely legal, but it's not a gun range. There's no gun master. There's no range master. So you don't have to worry about that bullshit. Yep. There, it's usually just you. If not, it's like a random dude with an AR. Sometimes this dude with an AK shows up. Is like, it just like target shooting? I, it, there's three bluffs. Um, you're allowed to bring any target. You're just not like any nothing with liquids. So like mm-hmm. you can bring empty cans if you wanted to nice. or empty bottles. It doesn't matter. There's three bluffs, 25, 50, 100. Um, and it's you're standing on top of uh, another bluff. Do you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. another mountain or another mountain, excuse me, another uh, dirt mound. You know what I mean? Right. So it's nothing like super official, but it's legal. It's not like some, you're like in someone's backyard and then you're hoping they don't show up. It's 100% legal. Have you, you know guys I mean? ever done clay shooting? Before. Yeah, I so I own I don't the two guns I own is a, a Glock nine and then a shotgun mm-hmm. with the pistol grip and shortened barrel. It's nice. So it's Damn. it's super nice. It's a Bellini M nine. Um, that from Flint. That shotgun. <laughs> no, I actually got it. Funny story. I got it when I was out here, but it was repossessed from Flint. Uh, <laughs> I knew it. <laughs> yeah. 
So I, I had a buddy named Nick Nelson, and he, I think he's full-time doing this, and he's a hunter, avid hunter, but he works for, like, basically a gun repossession company, and, like, most of the repossessed guns are from the east side, whether Detroit or Flint, but just Flint at a higher clip for the higher crime rate and all that, and uh, he drives a Flint three times a week, brings back a van of repossessed guns, and they're allowed to resell them. They buy them, like at a piss poor rate from the Flint police uh, because they have no use for them. They're not going to use them in service and they need to make money off them. And it's like the government has made loopholes to make that legal. Right. Right. So this is like a two grand shotgun that I got for 500 bucks. Yeah. M nine Bellini semi-automatic with a pistol grip. Damn. Also side note, Repossessing guns sounds terrifying. Yeah. When you repossess from the, like, he does it straight only for municipals. So, like, yes, yeah, <laughs> knock on wood. So, his, that life's pretty easy. Hey, but repossessing, yeah. <laughs> the fuck you is. Pop, pop. 100%. All right, did you finish this already? Yeah, I did. It was, All right, it was sorry. that good. Sorry. All right, so this is 1920, uh, or excuse 1897. me, 1897, excuse me, Bottom Bond. Bond. Nose on it's spectacular. I think outside the 1910, all these noses are pretty uh, familiar. Consistent. You, you can, and it, like, I like that. Like, Makers, we talk about this, has this consistent taste across the board. Totally. Whether it's a limited wood finish or just Makers red top, you know what I mean? Like, it's consistent, and you guys have a consistent taste. But I think it's important, and I think the Old Forsters tastes kind of waver back and forth, but their nose is the same. It's strong caramel, a little bit of maple, for me personally, and that's, you can go anywhere with a strong caramel, a little bit of maple, and just wood on the back end of the smell. You know what I mean? I feel like I'm getting a lot of those... Um stone fruits like the like cherry you know what i mean like those darker red fruits come Ooh, through the spice on this is yeah. so good i'm like nodding along like i didn't finish mine like five minutes ago <laughs> yeah <laughs> i like this a lot man i think this, this i'm just gonna say, this is my favorite yeah honestly yeah honestly yeah i, I it's hard it? to, yeah it's hard to argue with this because 1920 i think it was across the board all of our favorites right yeah and 1920 is a little more heat on it obviously five percent more mm-hmm. in booze but I mean, for fifteen dollars less. And you said this is a different mash bill, right? This is, this is this the is original 70, mash bill, twenty ten. Yes, yeah. compared to 1810. Yeah, so they stay the same in the malted barley, and I think that's where the the nose comes from is the malted barley. If I'm being honest with you, mm-hmm. um, I mean it comes from all of it, but like having that malted barley is huge. I think you know what I mean. Yeah. At ten percent. For sure. Yeah. Like we use... Uh, You're 15-15, right? Yeah, we yeah. use a bit more malt than most of the major producers. And I feel like for us, that helps create that consistent mouthfeel. We mm-hmm. always talk about breadiness. Yeah, 100%. Because barley, you know, brings that cereal flavor along yeah. with it. So I feel like that that kind of helps... Um, uh, that affects how it like sits, in, sits on your palate, you know? Can I ask you a question yeah, about shoot. Eastern Kill um, that I'm seriously interested in? Um You've released finished gin and even, I would say, finished coffee liqueur at this point with oak and bean. Mm-hmm. Are you guys going to release any, and you don't have to tell me if it's like, and I won't like acknowledge any winks or anything, but are you guys going to release any <laughs> like bourbon or rye finishes soon? Because I think you guys, especially- Like secondary finish, you mean? Yeah. Like with your, like take a oak and bean and then finish it for a year with your bottled and bond. You know what I mean? Like that Dude, could be baller. I have been- uh I've been hoping for something like that for a while. We we are going to have some very small new releases this year. Okay. Um, and yes, one of them is uh, 
a secondary cask finish that I'm okay. super stoked about, which would be totally new yeah. from us. So stay tuned. Well, with having a bottle and bond product, which is new, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Comparatively in the grand scheme of things, it's new. You can do shit like that. You totally. can be like, here's our bottle and bond in whatever finish you want, right? But like specifically with, with, with what you guys have going with your coffee liqueur. Come so, on. And call it the Ramirez. Call it the Ramirez. Come on. Right. Come on. Or the Sippin' with Simps. Totally. <laughs> Can we get a Sippin' with Simps specialty label? 100%. Seriously? Let's do it. I would, if you guys do a bottle and bond. At least one. Just one for us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And we would crack it once and we would crack it like once a year. I would, I would, I would pay, for, obviously I'd pay for it, but like I would pay like more than I normally would just to get our Sippin' with Simps, uh, what is it? Uh, coffee liqueur finished bottle and bond. Market. Let me see what Shit I can do for All right. you. All right, Bir- I, just in boy. general, just in general, just in general, I think that's a dope idea, not just because it's coming from my mouth, because I think it would be dope. So one of the things that I've really wanted to do is, uh, this is the first, well, we have the Oak and Bean, um, which is our bourbon barrel-aged coffee liqueur. Yep. This year Very we're going to do um, an even longer uh, finish. And the, the story behind that, yep, from what your I, owner. What I've wanted to do is, you know, after we dump the bourbon barrel, age the coffee liqueur in it for a year or so, mm-hmm. And then from there, we wouldn't really necessarily have a use for it, but I thought it would be so cool to like, you know, send it back to stovetop and have yeah. them age their coffee beans in it and yeah. then like throw something else in it. You know what I mean? And yeah. just keep it going. Cause eventually, you know, imagine throwing a beer into that barrel yeah. after it's, it's had a few. I have another thing I want to talk to you about after the podcast. Okay. okay. Just remind Heard. me. Okay. Yep. Um, but yeah, you know, for us what normally happens is we sell an empty bourbon barrel and somebody puts their beer in it, which is amazing, but, um, we can't really use them after we've used them once. Yeah. Uh, as far as the bourbon goes. So yeah, I I would love to do like some sort of local collaboration where that barrel just keeps getting filled and dumped. That's what I'm asking you about later. All right. All right, cool. Uh, all right. Uh, 1897, uh, bottle and bond. Uh, Josiah, you go first. 6.9. 6.9. Nice. Nice. Dave. Nice. Wait, wait, why? Um, one, it's my favorite. Um, okay. The highest one was 6.6, technically. Yeah. Um, and I don't know if I want to give it a full 7, just because I'm thinking like other things I've given it a 7, seven to. Yeah. Um, it's purely just the, the number behind it. Like It definitely tastes like a 7, but just because, you know, mm-hmm. 6.9. Yeah. I'm right there with you. I'm trying to come up with a different score. Uh, so I'll go 6.75. Mm-hmm. This nice. is... This surprised me. This one, honestly, it's really imminently crushable. Yeah. Um, at this proof, I'm, I'm right there with you guys. I like it better than, um, the 1870, for example, uh, not quite as good as the 1920, yeah. but given the price, given the proof, man, it, this is a super solid bottle. Yeah. I think I gave 1926.5. Yeah. Okay. I'm giving it six, five. Only reason I think 1920 is better. I like the product better. However, you have $15 difference and I think it's almost like, it's hard to differentiate, you know what I mean? And at fifteen dollars, I mean, it's six five. Like it's it's baller. These I knew this already. I've tasted all of these, but like I knew eighteen ninety seven and nineteen twenty were going to be the top two for me. I'm surprised I haven't heard more about this one. To really? Be honest. Yeah. yeah. It's it's baller. It's just like I think the beauty and the drawback of um, bottled and bond is that just so many people do it. Mm. You know what I mean? You just have so many standard bottle and bonds. You have Rittenhouse bottle and bond. You have Wild Turkey's working on a bottle and bond, which is crazy because usually their brand is one on one. That's like right. their flagship money maker, right? Wild Turkey's coming out with a bottle and bond in twenty twenty two, 
I want to say. And you just have bottle and bonds across the board everywhere. For the major producers. For that's, the major that's, producers. That's my asterisk, which is what makes our bottle and bond really unique and special. Which, because it's such a rare thing coming from a small producer like us. Yes, but I almost disagree, Dave. Because the only reason why the only reason <laughs> the only reason why I say this, not disagree, but I would add a caveat is that I think it's becoming bottle and bond in my little, little knowledge, and please correct me if I'm wrong, I think bottle and bond for micro-producers is becoming such the standard of what you should reach, right? Like, this is a proving ground, like, you're no longer MGP, you're no longer just gin, whatever, right? It's right, like, right. this is what you almost need to hit to take the next step, yep. and major producers, if you think about it, like, half the major producers are barreled somewhere else, bottled elsewhere Mm -hmm. you know what i mean so for them to come back and like for rittenhouse and for a heaven hill product to come back and say like we're gonna actually do this in house like wild turkey this is the only reason i say this wild turkey bottles sky vodka you know what I mean? And while Turkey does it in-house... Found that out the hard way. Yeah, right? Yeah, <laughs> seriously, seriously. But like Wild Turkey will do... Obviously, does their, is going to be doing their bottle of vodka. It's all there. But it's not that common anymore for these huge producers to have bottling facilities. Sometimes they move their barrels. You know what I mean? Right, right. So, I don't know. I think it's I think it's become the standard for micro-producers to hit this mark. And it's very important they do. But you know there's what I still mean? so few of us... And it's far Fair. in between yeah. because most places source mm-hmm. when they're starting up. So it's it takes a lot of time. And if it sells well, then why stop? Right, exactly. Right? So yeah. if you do decide to hey, start Fuck you for doing double in your mouth at the same time. I saw that, you <laughs> idiot. Sorry, continue, Dave. Uh, no, I was just saying, um, you know, if you do source to start and then you decide to make your own distillate, it's going to take, obviously, several years. And that's that's the reason why now our bottle and bond isn't yet an everyday item. It's right. because we don't have enough four-year-old barrels and in stock. Okay. And that's okay. okay. Yeah. But, um, yeah, just it just goes to say it takes a long time to yeah. have enough inventory yeah. to be able to, you know, feed the supply chain year-round yeah. for a bottle and bond product. 100%. All right, I'm actually going to wrap this up right now for two reasons. Uh, So I'm just going to go over two things. One, we're back in EK. We love EK. We back. We back with Dave. We back. We love this motherfucker. We love EK. I love you guys more. I appreciate that, man, but that's not true. Uh, and then second thing, $150 tab at Buffalo for anyone that goes through and gives. It just keeps going up. $200, no, $200 it was it was $150 for every guest, every, every guest. guest, including us. Yeah. $100 if you just do Joe Size and Me's ratings. If you do all the guests, $150 tab at Buffalo. Spreadsheet with each bourbon's name and the rating. Um, What's the acceptable formats? Whatever it could be, it could be. You can do Google Google spreadsheets, or does it gotta be? I'll accept it. So long as I can open it. Any kind of document, yeah. Yeah. As long as I can just open it on my phone or computer. What about like a drawing? No, no, fuck no, (laughs) fuck that shit. That seems (laughs) if 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 it's gonna be a drawing, there better be artistic, and there better be some like tasteful, nudely drawn photos of both of us. Yeah, it should be in a calendar format. It should be very generous. It's very generous. <laughs> I, I just watched that episode the other yes. night where... Uh, I don't want to be David and God. Where, uh, I want to be the new age clay. Where, uh, yes, um, where Dennis um, sketches his therapist and he's like, what do you think of this? It's very generous. Is that the one where he's like cupping her breasts? <laughs> 
Is that the one where he designs dresses or is that yes. a different one? No, it's no, a different, different one. one. Oh, it's a different one. Okay. They all go to like okay. D's therapist mm-hmm. and they all go on one at a time <laughs> and he's like taking his own notes. She's like, what are you doing? I like, love the afterthought character arcs of Always Sunny because like you didn't realize I mean, maybe, maybe towards the end season if you're watching it live that Dennis is a true sociopath. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But like after it's all been said and done, just the character arcs of like Dennis being a sociopath, Mac was always gay. You just didn't realize it until he like came out and said it. You know right, what I right. mean? Like those character arcs are like Charlie's the genius of them all. You know? Yeah. D is the glue person as much as it sucks. And Danny DeVito's is the comic relief. I don't really know if there's much of a character arc for Danny DeVito. He's the same person. Well, as much as I love the show, I, I don't want to say they've jumped the shark, but they've definitely like leaned into all the extreme you mean aspects like sold of everyone's out. personality. Yeah, you know what I mean? Well, like, there's a reason. I, I've listened to a couple podcasts that the guy who plays Dennis, that his name is, excuse me. Glenn uh, Howardton Glenn, or something Yes, like yes, that. yes. Yeah. Um, he speaks to that for the last three seasons, and that is including the last season they came back after two years of being done and came back. Is that like, holy shit, we have this license to do whatever we want mm-hmm. in a day and age that if another TV show tried to come out and do season no one, episode one, they'd be they, fucked. They'd happen. be canceled. So they were like, it's just like The Office. Like, they R. have RIP. And we, if you love The Office, you probably naturally transition to Always Sunny because it's the same shit in the beginning. If you have a dark enough sense of humor. If you have a dark enough sense of humor. But that's the whole point is that, like, holy shit we can get away with this stuff and talk about real topics in a very, very funny way that's um, abrasive, but it's okay and we're not going to get in trouble because we've been grandfathered into this. Mm-hmm. And that even that last season is so, so just like lean into the extra of it all, like of the final character arc. Like, oh let's just God, like, yeah. But I can appreciate that because no other show in the history of time until people chill the fuck out are going to be able to do this kind of shit. You know Maybe what I mean? Family Guy, but that's Maybe an family, show. Yeah, that's totally and that's different. a whole other yeah, following exactly. than just Always Sunny. Yep. But hey, yeah. uh, to you sippers, you simps, and you whiskey dicks alike, we love you. Love you guys. Much love. Oh, much love.